everyone, and welcome to Too Many Cooks, a podcast where we explore recipes written by your favorite chefs and try them out in our own home kitchens. It's like a book club, but for recipes. Today, we're talking about Melissa Clark's lemon pudding cake. In addition to discussing the recipe, we tackle issues surrounding ethical media, search engine optimization, and the history of the word pudding. Aren't you excited? <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's episode, and as always, make sure you send us your feedback to our email at twomanycookspod at gmail.com or on the socials at twomanycookspod. We look forward to hearing what you think about these recipes. I have I have some, some podcast energy from Leftover Pizza. I have, <laughs> it was a very interesting moment for my stomach this morning with coffee and pizza. That was kind of a gross combo. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. And we'll add alcohol to the mix later. So later, yeah. Not no. I was I was DD last night, so I did not. So I feel great. I woke up and I was like, oh, I feel amazing. I, <laughs> Should I, I saw... not drink anymore? <laughs> yes. The answer is I, yes. Yeah. I mean, the mild poison. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I I woke up and I looked around the house and I saw all the boxes and I was just like, okay. Nah. Yeah. I can't. Like, I think I'm like Ellie in that sense where, like, I see suitcases and I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> uh, so you're saying you got it from her or she got it from you? Or... Oh, she got it from me. No, no, no. 100%. <laughs> she <Yep. laughs> got it from me. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. What is that from? Uh, it was an old drug, uh, anti drug yes. commercial uh, in the 80s. And so, <laughs> yes. I really which is funny. It's, it's funny that no, you know that because I know it from the like people having it in society. Like, Exactly. Like people like, saying that. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing it on TV and everything. <laughs> I learned it from watching you, Dad. Yeah. Like, the father looked like Gabe Kaplan from Welcome Back, Cotter, which is an even older reference than... I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, su- I support you, but I do not know what that means. Oh, my goodness. So, um, because I'm kind of in my farewell tour of mm-hmm. the U.S., um, I my best thing I ate this week was Italian store. No, uh, we, we did it last night, actually. We... Uh, uh, we- <laughs> <laughs> what did you get um th- what i what we typically will get is the like the 20 inch the the, white? the big boy yeah so we did one white and then one cheese and I'll, I'll i freeze some of it and all yeah oh my god i can't believe we had an italian store date that's so funny so my the best thing i ate was also uh an unhealthy food uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean the italian store last night was pretty phenomenal but um last weekend we went to go visit my in-laws uh for the first time since january 2020 which was just oh, really, really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so actually I cooked today's recipe for, for them. So that's great. Um, I also cooked the, the big lasagna oh, for, good. For, for them as well. Um, but whenever we're there, there's this little like, it's it's called the Cottage Cafe in Bethany Beach. And Ooh. so it's it reminds me of just like a lot of like the diners I grew up in Jersey going to kind of just like this very diner like, capital of the world right yeah yeah definitely and so um but we've we've always get these the, the dune fries whenever we go and so um my father-in-law son and i uh had a delightful game of miniature golf uh do, oh you asked who won i, I won thank you for asking <laughs> and so um, and so afterwards i was like and this was on this was on mother's day and so i was like hey why don't we pick up the dune fries for um, for my, my wife and his wife. And so, uh, it, it was, it was great. Cause we picked up like two big orders of it and it's such like this decadent, almost like, yeah. <laughs> like casserole of like cheese yeah, fries. That's, it sounds like, like a, like I a use a fork and knife. nachos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah, use yeah. a fork and knife and everything. And that um, sounds awesome. And it's so, it's so unhealthy for you, but yeah. it is, 
be, between the atmosphere of us being there, you know, for the first time in a really long time, mm-hmm. celebrating Mother's Day, we celebrate my father-in-law's birthday. Um, like it was just such a really wonderful little moment because it's yeah. such it's so representative of us being there, you know. Yeah. And oh, it's, it had been so long, and so so that was it, great. This reminds me so much of like a conversation I've been seeing online a lot recently about oh my god, I just I just dripped coffee on my <laughs> my laptop, my new laptop. Great. No, I was seeing this like conversation going around about how like a lot of American culture is not around food. like white, like Anglo-American culture mm-hmm. is like not around food. And so like diet culture really kind of like pathologizes people who focus their like family traditions or like like the kids are in the kitchen and mm-hmm. or like somebody is in the ki- kind of like the conversation we had with um grossly yeah. about like yeah. how everyone's in the kitchen at all times yeah, yeah. and so i was like thinking about like what would have caused that like what would have caused like anglo waspy americans to dissociate from from that cul- culturally their food sucks so, right and i, I mean, was like well is it the, is <laughs> compared it the great, to like italian food and <laughs> is it the great depression i mean so it's like right yeah, so it's know. like like literally every other I am, culture I am joking. in the world. I am completely joking, by the way. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, not yeah, wildly no. dismissing like a big portion of Europe's food, but I mean, compared to Spain and and, and Italy and Greek, maybe I am. I don't know. But um, bangers and mash. Can't I get love it. shepherd's pie. Yeah. <laughs> Fish and chips. Fish that was so. That was funny. That was a huge regret over the weekend. Uh, Jess and I managed to go out on a little date, which was absolutely wonderful. Um, and so uh, we just went down the boardwalk. And we're like, we had no plan. And, you know, some of the stuff isn't even open yet because it's yeah. really still uh, like not quite Memorial Day. And um, we we're like, where do you want to go? Like, I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. I don't care. You pick. Right. And yeah. All those stupid things. Um, and so we pass by and she's just like points to this one place that like, is on the corner. And all they do is like, I think it's called Boardwalk Fries or something. It, all they do is like fry stuff. But they had fish and chips. And Ooh. she was just like, we should... I mean, do you want to get fish and chips? And I really, really wanted to, but I felt like it was one of those things where it was only kind of for my benefit. And I really wanted us to be able to like sit down oh, and have a drink and just, I know yeah. what that means. Yeah. So, I, know, I know that feeling. <laughs> so I passed yeah. up on it and we had a, we had a great time where we went, but, uh, but yeah, I'm just like, oh, I really, really wish I got those fish and chips because yeah. that probably was going to be really, really good. Oh, well, you, Next time. you know, where, you know where it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so I'm, I'm, do you know this person? Do you know Melissa Clark? Have you like, I'm not familiar heard, now. Heard no. about her? So, um, she like, I think I, okay, let me rewind. So, probably about two years ago, my mom said something, something along the lines of, Gracie, for Christmas, I want you, Gracie, to get a New York Times cooking subscription for me. Like, <laughs> all I want for Christmas is Gracie to have a New York Times cooking subscription because anytime she would send me a recipe, I'd be like, oh, I can't open it. There's a pay Yeah, yeah. And so, like, that was... <laughs> so she was like, damn it. Get a subscription. That's all I want for Christmas. You can get around the paywall like, using the Paprika app. So that's what I was going to ask you, <laughs> is how did you get around the paywall? So uh, in the cooking app, which I haven't talked about in a really long time, right. at least by name. I think we may have talked about it in like episode one or two or something. And Sumac, the app. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, in, in cumin. Uh, in cumin. So yeah. there, there is a cooking app that I really, really, really like. Um, uh, I did a bunch of research in advance. It really suits all of my needs in terms of... Um, 
retaining the apps, kind of being able to customize the organization. I mean, even uh, retain yeah. the recipes, excuse me, be able to customize the organization of it, um, adding stuff to a shopping list, being able to cross that stuff off, like crossing off ingredients as you use them, highlighting um, where you are in the app. Looks, It looks really, really good on yeah. iPad. Um, there's a desktop version and a mobile version. They're two different costs, which I think is stupid. They don't integrate. That's hmm. my one big kind of complaint because... It would be so much easier for me to go into on desktop and type up recipes if, you know, because I've gotten recipes from friends that right. I can't just like copy and paste or download. Um, so that's my only only knock on it. But uh, it's well worth the money, at least when I, I got it. I'm not sure what it, how much it costs now. But um, it's yeah, Paprika 3 is yeah. the name of the app um, for anybody. So, again, I, I really I love it. I, I've used it for a few years now and really swear by it. Uh, and so there's a browser in, in Paprika. You also yeah. can you can copy a link, uh, you know, so if you send me a link, oftentimes I'll just copy it. Mm -hmm. And then when you launch the app, it'll automatically ask you if you want to, you know, go to that that page. And so I found out that with with like the New York Times paywall, because I've seen a lot of recipes from there, when I go to that page, if you hit download before um, that little warning comes up about, yeah. you know, saying, hey, you didn't pay for this, uh, it downloads perfectly. <laughs> and so and it's all formatted that. and everything. Well, yeah, that's... I mean, it's it's really, really nice. So. I mean, that was the biggest issue I had with doing New York Times cooking recipes here is because like there's a paywall and like, yeah. I, in America's Test Kitchen, like that bothers me. So the other thing I learned is that like in my efforts, and I don't really want to post these links. So like, if people need them, like do the Googling yourself. Mm -hmm. But there are there are like dupe yeah, recipes yeah. that you can find where it's like, if yeah. you just Google it, you'll find it, you'll find the yeah. recipe. Um, At least for this one, she wrote an article for like the San Juan like Daily Tribune or whatever it was. You know? Did she write that? Yeah, it's it's her. The byline is her. Okay, because I was um, really that's what I was referring to, and I like didn't know if they just like totally cribbed it from New York. No, they, like, it, copied and pasted. Yeah, the the byline okay. is her. I mean, they they might have just copied and pasted, been really lazy, and just kept the byline. But yeah, that's what um, I was thinking. Yeah, but I mean, it it's apparently like it, it says cool. that it's from her. And if you All can't right. trust the San Juan Daily Tribune, who can you trust <laughs> at this point? You know, I mean, that's where I get all my news. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I I'm not, was. I'm not I'm even totally, sure that's the name of it. So. I have no idea. No, I don't know. I don't even want to like link to it. Um, I, I was like, this is this is a virus. Am I well, you sent you sent it to me. You're like you're like, is this this looks sketchy? Is it sketchy? It looks is sketchy. This, yeah. <laughs> so, so I for years, my mom has been like, you need to do Melissa Clark. Melissa Clark is like my new favorite person. Like, I love all of her recipes. Um, and it's true. Like, I, I think a lot of her recipes are amazing. And I was actually talking to Turner last night and he tried to go through like in early in the pandemic kind of, um, like, I guess inspired by a bunch of these cookbooks that had just mm -hmm. come out. He took the Melissa Clark, one of her most recent cookbooks and tried to go cook through the whole thing. Oh, fun. Um, he said he got around like 30, 40%, um, which it's is very... Bad. Yeah, yeah, which is very admirable. Like that's yeah, kinda, that's a pretty good chunk. I think I'm around forty percent with the dessert person, maybe a little uh -huh. bit. But like I, he and I were talking. Like we did the we did the thing that we shouldn't have done, where we did all of our favorites first. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, now I'm my slog. I'm like, ah, I don't really want to make these brand muffins. Yeah, I'm not even Ooh. sure what percentage uh, through the ATK cookbook yeah. that Kathy got me. I am like, it's that's a small percentage because there's so much in there. But, oh, that's true. But literally everything I've cooked has. I've loved. I don't think there's been yeah. one thing that I didn't love. 
I I think I have a major crush on on Melissa Clark now. Like I so I spent this morning editing and or um I'm sorry I spent this researching. morning re- researching and like watching all of her videos and like doing all this stuff because like I've seen her and I've seen her videos and I really like her but I never had like watched her stuff through the lens of this show and so I was like oh my god she is the perfect educator like I think she and Claire McGurl have like <laughs> the best like she Claire and binging with Babish like have the best YouTube series, I think, because they are so, I guess, in Sola, El Whaley is in that, in that camp too, where they're like really good educators. And I'm, I'm smiling because I feel like you're going to keep on naming more and more people. As I know, you think right? <laughs> no, I think I'm done. Um, um, hold on. Hold on. No, I'm done. <laughs> Carla Lally music. No, okay. no, I mean, there are more, there are more, they're really, but I think maybe, maybe I should say there's like, a category of of cooks and chefs that are really instrumental like really good educators and and don't pander and you know and explain each step of the way and say like look at these cheats that i do and if it's sticky on your hands don't worry about like don't let don't let videos you see on instagram dissuade you from doing this thing like it's really helpful So, so melissa clark herself is fascinating um so she has written over 40 cookbooks, and I can't get over that. Um, she's won a bunch of James Beard Awards. She has a really interesting kind of, like, comparable Wolfgang story where he was just like, yeah, uh, my parents, like, for and his experience, his mom was a pastry chef, but for her, it's like, her mom, her parents were both psychiatrists, and they just cooked a ton, and they were super inspired by Julia Child. And so she's like, oh, you know what? I think I want to get into food. And so she just, like... Like, once she got her undergrad degree, I think in English, she wrote her, like, thesis on the food in Don Quixote. From then, she just spiraled into this amazing food writing career. Um, awesome. Yeah, I just really like the author authorial. That's not a good word. You know, the, like, the writer yeah. side. Yeah. She's an advocate for the home cook, which is us. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 2015, she got like super popular because she wrote a guacamole recipe that included green peas and everyone died and we're Freak like, <laughs> this is so disgusting. And then people started trying it and they're like, this is so amazing. So it's got this like creamy, like pea-ish texture where, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I never tried it. It sounded kind of gross to me, but I kind of want to now. I'm like, whatever, let me try it. Yeah, let no, me I feel her. like I've nailed my guac recipe. and so Yeah, I'm you have kinda... great guac. Thank you. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm like, do I want to mess around? I mean, although I'm always up for like a taste test experiment thing. So yeah, honestly, who knows? Yeah, let me try it. So like <laughs> the thing that I thought was so funny is that like Jeb Bush <laughs> tried to like cancel her <laughs> for, uh. <laughs> for including peas in her guacamole. He's oh, that's like, funny. This is not authentic. And everyone's like, all right, well now I like her even more. <laughs> um, so <laughs> sit down, Jeb Bush. Um, anyway, let's talk about the recipe so this was a this was a mom mama grace in spo she like i came home to visit in april and she was like i want to make this cake and i'm like okay and she's like i need you to be in charge and i was like oh okay and then because it's complicated and i think she hadn't done like a souffle type thing before but you have senor i have yeah yeah yeah, I've done uh, two on yeah, uh, that's right on December thirty first, twenty twenty. Yeah, <laughs> so well, one savory, one sweet. Shockingly, I like the sweet better. What? That's I. You're an alien. You're not doing <laughs> exactly.
Say something only David would know. Yeah. <laughs> Butter. Ah. Um, so did you think that this compared to the, the process of a souffle? Like, you know, um, I thought that this was easier. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it felt a little bit more forgiving, you know, uh, yeah. the, like the, the key thing with, I think either a traditional souffle recipe or, or this is those getting those egg white, like those nice, beautiful peaks and getting it to the right consistency and then having the patience to fold it in mm-hmm. while not just like trying to rush it and, like, yeah. and smash Whisking. it all up. Yeah, and smashing yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did find that with this, I think, because um, what you're folding it into, the essentially the batter, mm-hmm. you know, is there's so much of it and it, it's kind of um, – you know, liquidy, but the nice thing is that it's the color differentiation really kind of tells yes. you how you're doing, which is, yeah. you know, a wonderful kind of guiding hand as you go. And I think she does a great job in the recipe of describing a little bit of like what you should be looking for. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it does take time. It's, it's well worth, um, just the patience and the time that you do it. The one thing about, um, uh, folding as a technique is that not everybody necessarily knows how to do that properly right right? and so and i i think you know especially in such a digital age it would be really helpful and this is not a melissa clark critique in any way this is a an industry i think um kind of observation i feel like it'd be really helpful especially for like a new york times type um like entity where you know if you could hyperlink yeah tech techniques to videos like little tutorial videos or something like that you know, like, so Food Network could do this New York Times, anything that has kind of a backlog of, um, of helpful information. Yeah. You can make it a lot more easy, a lot, a lot easier and approachable for, for people who are more novice. In, I love in that idea. You know? Bon, so Bon Appetit has been including these like GIFs. GIFs? Okay. Yeah, that GIFs. GIFs. Uh, I, so I like, mean, it's GIF, whatever. Graphic, yeah. graphic. It's not giraffic interface. Whatever. <laughs> it's graphic. Um, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. So <laughs> I don't care what the creator said. I, I prefer I'm it right. this way. Yeah. I, exactly. I have um, strong opinions about it. I have so. strong opinions. Um, it's good. Um, <laughs> oh my God. What am I saying? So, so Bon Appetit has these gifts that they incorporate. And so when you get to a certain step, it'll be like, oh, okay. So like, and that's wonderful. I, yeah. yeah. And it's like Grossi's pictures like that are so helpful. Yeah. Like, this is what it's supposed to look like. You're like, yes. Yeah. So I think I agree. I think if New York Times could have something that's like interactive and so the indicators don't have to be verbal, they can be visual as well. Yeah. And you're right. Because fo- like the whole folding technique is easily just a repeatable gift because that's basically right. what you're doing, right? I actually Boom. have a video. I, I So I've made this twice now. The first time I made it, I didn't think I was, I mean, we talked about it, how I was like, this is delicious. And you were like, let's make it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so like the first time I made it, I didn't think about it. The second time I was like deliberately like, okay, how would I explain this to somebody mm-hmm. on an audio medium? Yeah. So it's like, Because okay. you and I are both gesturing as we're talking. Right. And so it's folding, like, but... you like, you're right. So I just took a video because I was like, oh, nice, yeah. I'm just going to send, I'm just going to upload this because you like slice down the middle with this, mm-hmm. with the, like the blade of the spatula. And yeah. Then you so like perpendicular it, right, yeah, to the batter. North to south. And then right. you make like kind of a J fold. Um, yeah. But. And then turn 25, uh, turn 90 degrees, basically turn a quarter of the bowl. I never oh, you don't that. do that? Oh, wow. No, I so... just kind of did it. I just like just shifted into these like little like 
Interesting. I, I always I learned. I always learned basically you you cut down um, just perfectly as you described, mm-hmm. and then do do the kind of the J fold, and then you basically just rotate the bowl ninety degrees, mm. and then do the same thing, oh, and then cool. this way you're always kind of just working and folding, and yeah. That's awesome. No, <laughs> I just was like. <laughs> I mean, I'll trust you on baking stuff much more than me. But. Well, but I mean, they puffed up. Here's the thing. They puffed up. They didn't have any streaky egg whites. And I was just like, okay. But I did notice that like when I was pouring them in, some of the different parts of the bowl had different cons- batter consistency. And I was like, oh, no, mm-hmm. like some parts were more more um, airy and some parts were more liquidy. Both turned out great. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into it. So it's actually, it has, it's a very like simple cake. Oh, wait. We ne- we, hold on. Let me rewind. Okay, why are these called puddings? Okay, I went on a deep dive because in Great British Bake Off specifically, they talk about saucy puds. And mm-hmm. so like us as Americans, we think of pudding as like basically a custard that you cook the egg yolks out of and you eat and it's kind of runny. I mean, we even think of like jello pudding, you know, like is it jello? It's jello, right? Like the, the packets? Or the, yeah, like, the pack. Yeah. The little yeah. like things. Um. Like, I wouldn't that's, necessarily say it's runny as much as it's just not runny. It doesn't, but it doesn't. It doesn't have a cakey, flowery. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. a mousse. It's mm-hmm. a custard. Like I mean, yeah, it's, like a thick, a thick mousse. In the UK, uh, it, a pudding is basically anything that you steam or or cook. Like a dessert. Can so also, like green beans can be a pudding. <laughs> yeah. Shrimp could be. Actually, a hold on. No, I, there was this article that I had found that I thought was really funny. So. Puddings were. Oh wait, where did the etymology? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ah, damn it! All my tat. I closed all my. So while while you're looking that up, so yeah, so it's the San Juan Daily Star, and you were pretty close. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I do think that they lifted it just directly from New York Times. Uh, I don't have the New York Times uh, version up. Oh, I do. But so is it. Is there like a bewitched in WandaVision reference in the first? Oh, wait, hold on. Because there's, there's a... Oh, these lemony puddings are, are magic in a ramekin? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. A pudding cake is a magical dessert, not in a flashy souffle kind of way, but a creature yeah, more bewitched. Yeah, more bewitched than WandaVision. Yep. So, uh, and that, the published date, I think, on the New York Times article is March 19th. Yeah, this is March 19th, 2021. And this is March 26th. So, <laughs> so. Oh, man. <laughs> um. And they do, let's see, so, yeah, so the byline is her. It looks like it's hyperlinked, but it's not, because <gasps> um, so, it's that nice little blue. But, uh, but yeah, I think, I'm not sure what the, what kind of shop they're running over there at the San Juan Daily Star, but um, it looks like maybe they just lifted it. I mean, they might have a partnership or agreement or something. Yeah, but. totally, totally do, definitely, yeah, definitely, I'm, definitely, I'm, definitely. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure the San Juan Daily Star is a very oh, upstanding man. periodical. Well, you speak But it, a, it's there, yeah. Or get guilted by my mom into buying. Actually, I mean, it's not even guilting. <laughs> it was like a very excellent purchase. Yeah. Um, or be fine with, you know, the San Juan Daily Star is low yeah. morals and just yeah. <laughs> exploit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, vaguely unethical. <laughs> so, okay. Because here's my question about the etymology, because I was like, why are things like black pudding, which is a sausage called Mm -hmm. black pudding, when the thing that we ate is also called a pudding? This is a very grace question, because no one else gives a shit. But I care so much. (laughs) Okay, 1300s, 
let's bring it all back. So like the word pudding was meant to refer to like sausage, but it came from the old English, I'm sorry, West Germanic. So old English, um, pud, like, um, what's the word prefix, which means like to swell. And then also like pod or like pudgy, which like, <laughs> or, like the etymology of pod or pudgy is like belly. And so like those words kind of have mm-hmm. similar semantic associations where it's like the swelly belly. Swelly belly. Pudding then therefore became anything that you like put in something else and like swells when Swell. it steams. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So sausage kind of got was there first. And then I think there was a later like a- applications of the terminology based on the swelling kind of origin. Um, but the like what the British consider as like a saucy pud, like a saucy pudding. They would actually like steam those things in a bag. And so you'd like put flour and eggs and sugar or raisins or whatever and like in a bag and then you'd steam it. And so there's another theory that like pudding comes from a word for purse from the French. Hmm. And so there's like just a lot of, oh, okay, well, a sausage is like a thing where you put something inside and then it is kind of contained in like a purse like casing. I don't know. Don't worry about it. Basically, <laughs> I've done all the, I've done the research. There's no real consensus, but they Brits started calling dessert pudding kind of as a like uh, as a noun just a catch-all because most of the desserts that they were making at the time were from this like steamy flowery <laughs> eggy whatever extravaganza so in harry potter like oh harry's favorite pudding is treacle tart which is molasses-y caramely kind of pie so pudding has a lot of different definitions Let's go back to whatever the hell we're talking about today. <laughs> this pudding is like goes back to a traditional like steamed pudding mm-hmm. kind of idea, but also kind of has our definition of pudding, which is this like custardy the, base yeah, at the, the bottom. Best of both worlds. So exactly, that is my like forty-five minute tangent about how this is the best of both worlds, and I think is one of those desserts that is like chemistry and science well that's chemistry uh, <laughs> magic <and laughs> so it's potions class potions and, yeah. and chemistry and yeah so i i really love these um <laughs> what am i doing okay have a stick of butter melted and cooled plus more for greasing the ramekins three large eggs separated into what um <laughs> one cup or 200 grams granulated sugar. <laughs> I'm picturing what? someone just like taking three large eggs out of the carton and then putting, putting one three. egg like <laughs> just like in like at one place on the counter stay and there. putting the other two. <laughs> it's like we have to separate the three of you. Mm-hmm. That's what <laughs> it sounds like. Otherwise, it'll be egg shenanigans. And we Don't can't make have me that. come back there. Shenanigans. Oh, shenanigans. Shenanigans. Oh, okay. One cup. Granulated sugar, and then I thought this was so fascinating. Never done this before. Three quarters of a cup buttermilk, or use plain yogurt thinned with milk. So I've always made my buttermilk with water, with with lemon and whole milk. Okay, so perfect. I'm so glad we said that. Um, so I was going to ask you because I've never made my own buttermilk. Yeah. Uh, but and so I, I mentioned that we did this in, in Bethany Beach, and so, mm-hmm. um, like. Buttermilk wasn't, they don't have buttermilk at the grocery stores, I guess. <laughs> so, like, cause we, we looked a few times. Yeah. And, um, uh, but my mother in law basically is just like, you know, you could just, I, I just make it, you know, yeah. with 
tablespoon of, of lemon juice and um, and then the whole milk. And I was like, well, that's perfect. I mean, if there's a time to try making it with lemon juice, now is the perfect time because this whole thing is just like a lemon, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it worked out great. I'd yeah. never done it before. So I didn't have buttermilk in Argentina. And so I huh. would just like make... I'm sure we, I'm sure, so like buttermilk is just the leftover product of when you're churning butter. It's that like, mm-hmm. I guess it's whey or, you know, lactose you know, whatever. And so you'll see it as like low fat buttermilk and everyone's like, no, I don't, ha- I can't find regular whole fat buttermilk, but buttermilk is low fat yeah. because all the fat has been taken out of w- that. So yeah, that <laughs> for the butter. Um, and so you, and it's acidic. And so whatever, like, I think it's whatever acid is in it um if you have milk and a acidic thing like a lemon juice you can just create the same phenomenon but the yogurt was awesome because i would have done that too like yeah so i did end up using that the second time the first time we had buttermilk but the second time i used i i actually even thinned it out with water because i didn't have any milk i just used Hmm. like faye yogurt thinned it out with a little bit of water I almost feel like sour cream could probably work in the oh, same yeah. way, right? Because like I creme fraiche, I, yeah. yeah. If I <laughs> I've used plain yogurt and sour cream interchangeably at times, yeah. you know, especially like plain Greek yogurt because the consistency is closer. So mm-hmm. yeah, honestly, I think that sounds great. Hmm. Um, and then it goes to one tablespoon finely grated lemon zest from one to two lemons. I'm looking at this and I'm like, did I use more than that? Maybe, probably. I just I, I, I think it's okay if you do lemon zest like. Zesting. It's like garlic. Lime. Listen, it's yeah. like garlic and oh, vanilla. So Listen good. to your heart. Follow. Yeah. yeah. Just wash your produce first. <laughs> really well. You don't do that on the, no, right? I don't do that. <laughs> I don't care. Um, have a cup of lemon juice from three to four lemons. A uh, quarter teaspoon fine sea salt or table salt. What? Um, third cup all purpose flour and six ounces raspberries. You did the raspberries, right? I did. And yeah, yeah. and I, um, I so I really like raspberries. Now yeah. it, it wasn't necessarily like um, the kind of peak raspberry season. Right, that was my problem. Um, I really want to do this with blueberries. Yeah, because I mean, lemon yeah. and raspberry are an incredible combination. You know, yeah. and lemon and blueberries I think are also an incredible combination. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like, especially since like right now, like we're recording this in May, you know, <laughs> it's like this is perfect blueberry yeah. time. Oh yeah, and so. Um, so I and so Jess is not a huge raspberry fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I may have been one of the only people. I think everyone tried it with the raspberries, but I was the only pe- person that I think that kept on going back to the raspberry because I loved it. Um, yeah. But I, I would, I spoiler, I'm going to make this again, and so uh, I do want to do it with the blueberries. Yeah. Yeah, I I first made it with the raspberries with my mom, and it was the same thing. It was like they weren't like super. Um, sweet, so it was like extra tart, which is yeah, you're getting tart bad. and tart, yeah. But then we did it with um, strawberries and blueberries the second time, and I really loved the combo of the strawberries and blueberries together because it was like my mouth is watering. Yeah, I, I, I like, find myself. Yeah, I am like fantasizing about this, this dessert, <laughs> um, just dripping more on that laptop and so. <laughs> <laughs> my poor laptop. Um, no, I like I loved the combo of the strawberries and blueberries. I think that that was really, 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 really incredible. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just the the whole thing to me is such a perfect little like summery, yes, refreshing. It is so it's so damn refreshing. It's so um, refreshing. 
I, I asked you if you had any leftovers because I know you had you had made yes. this most recently, I think, for um, for your family mm-hmm. in and, Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, like, obviously, if you have a group of people like you might not have any leftovers. Right. We we did. I think you said you did. Mm-hmm. And I loved this out of the fridge. Like, <laughs> it was so <laughs> like, good. <laughs> it was I had it for breakfast the one morning because yeah. I was like, this is the most refreshing like it's so bright and and full of delicious like pure lemon flavor um yeah she says she even says like these cakes are most tender when served within an hour they'll still be delicious at room temp or chill them overnight and have them straight from the fridge yeah and i definitely recommend that i had it for so good we had it when i made it i made it like for like an afternoon treat yeah and so we we all had it then and i loved it and then um so I had, I think, like the next morning I had it for breakfast. And then mm-hmm. that evening, I think I had it for dessert. Uh, both of those were kind of just straight out of the fridge. And it yeah. was, they were perfect like that. I really, no, they're really liked so, it. No, they're so, yeah. I, I loved them. So the first time we made them, I made six. And there's only three of us with my mom and my stepdad. And then we had the three left over. And we just found ourselves just kind of like in, like at like like 4 p.m. the next day, just like, oh, sorry. Hey, did you want yeah. it? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then in Kentucky with my in-laws, like we had six people, six desserts, and we all just housed them. It was great. It was awesome. Actually, yeah. maybe we had eight. Maybe, I can't remember, but the the girls definitely tried it and like they loved the tartness. It, so it's, what I think is really, what I think is really interesting is like the, the water, the, the technique itself is really cool. So, like, you prepare your ramekins, which, if you can envision, like, little pots, right? Like, little little cups that are made out of <laughs> ceramic. I mean, what's a mm-hmm. ramekin? Yeah. I mean, it's, a, a, like, a small, like, ceramic bowl that's oven safe. That Yeah. And know. it can be, like, varying heights. And so you used one that was kind of, like, squat and tall, right? So I... Um... I use the what actually have a four ounce ramekin, yeah. so it calls for eight ounce. Um, mine are are four ounce uh, ramekins, and so I ended up using. Uh, I, I think I made like eight or ten mm-hmm. or whatever um, using that instead, and it worked out perfectly. I mean, mm-hmm. as long as you're kind of consistent in terms of the like, especially if you. I, I had a mix and match because I had four of my own that I brought up with yeah. me, and then. Um, uh, my in-laws had like four ramekins that were kind of a different, same basic size, you know? Um, so I was like, okay, that's perfect. And so, uh, as long as you're using kind of consistent, you know, sizes, because yeah. the, the diameter is really what's going to make the difference. Because mm-hmm. if you have a, a smaller diameter and you're basically then kind of increasing, you know, the, the height of, of you know, the volumetric, yeah. uh, you know, liquid basically, mm-hmm. That's going to, you know, the water level is going to have to come up to a different area or you're just going to have less, less kind of pudding, pudding right? And pudding. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Exactly. So I think that that like, that's kind of the key thing that is really cool. So, okay. Basically, very quickly, you make like the batter with all the, um, the butter, the egg yolks. Oh yeah. So you separate the large eggs into egg yolks and whites. That's what that means. Um, so you whisk butter, egg yolks. Three quarters of a cup of sugar, buttermilk, lemon zest, and juice, and salt until smooth. And then you whisk in the flour and set aside. On the, like, you take the egg whites and you beat them until they're thick, white, and very foamy, um, two to th- four minutes. And then you crank that speed and you beat in a quarter cup of sugar, like, very gradually. So I would take, like, 
a teaspoon, like a, or just like a spoon from my drawer and just like kind of like, like kind of, mm-hmm. you know, sn- rain, snow yeah. in the sugar. <laughs> what is that from too? I don't know. Uh, Friday the 13th, Freddy Krueger. I also didn't see that, but know that reference. Actually, okay. neither have I. Yeah, same. Awesome. Yeah, we're just, <laughs> just so like... cool. Um, <laughs> so you beat, you, you like, yeah, rain in the sugar and you, you gradually and gradually until you get super thick, glossy peaks. By the way, I could be wrong. It could be Jason. I don't know. I've never seen any of those movies. We'll get, so. uh, you yeah. know what? Somebody will tell us. Somebody will tell us. Yeah. Okay, we'll get it. I will <laughs> or, get it. Or, or we can Google <laughs> what movie has. Absolutely, do it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll come up. Thanks to the brilliance of... <laughs> Friday the 13th. There you go. So. Oh, <laughs> man. Did you... Does he write out, like, just C-H-C-H-C-H-A-H-A-H-A-H? I'm going to share my screen. Yeah. This is what you get to see. What movie has... Yep, that's exactly how I would do it. And then it comes up perfectly. Um, did you mean Friday the 13th? Dumbass. Oh, God. Um, okay, let's talk about... Make, okay, you're basically making a meringue with this yep. with this stage. And so one of my favorite things... I love, I love when these things... I, I, something that's like fussy and particular <laughs> and just like me. Yeah, it's like, no wonder we get along. <laughs> I know. Fussy, particular, and mm-hmm. needs a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. I love these recipes. And that if, is, that is the, just like in the back, like, hi, I know. I know, exactly. <laughs> if, the, if you do the slightest thing wrong, all hell is going to break loose. Yeah, no, I need... <laughs> constraints Mm -hmm. i need rules i need Mm -hmm. expectations to be met entirely exactly but if you do all of that i agree we we will be perfect yep exactly (laughs) we the meringue will be perfect so one of the things that you can do when you're making a meringue is you can actually like dip your fingers into the egg egg whites and feel between your fingers if you can feel any of the granules of sugar and once you don't feel that anymore you know that your meringue is like on the right track and all the sugar has dissolved um so that's a good way to know that you're like you've got good meringueage. Um, yeah, but, and the stiff just... and glossy peaks uh, are, are great. Yeah, yeah, that's um, it. Great description, and it's one of those things where like once you see it once, like mm-hmm. if, if and if you haven't made a meringue, you know, just Google it and yeah. look at look at some videos so you kind of know what you're looking for. Because once you see it once, and then you see like oh yeah, the, yeah, that's that. stiff, that's stiff and glossy yeah. peaks. Like, I know exactly what I'm looking for here because yeah. if you haven't done it, it's a little intimidating the first time. But then when, once you kind of see it all come together, right? Um, it's you're just like, oh, yeah, that's definitely what I'm looking for. I'll post a video because you can see that, like, you can take the, like, whisk attachment out. And if it, like, barely doesn't fold over mm-hmm. when the, like, whatever, it, oh, it's hard to explain. But you, like, take it out. You look to see if the if the peak of the... The peak, hello, of the egg white is like still per- perfectly like triangular and doesn't have like a little like Superman sw- swoop on it. <laughs> then you're good. Then you fold it in. Then you fold it in. This is the like thing from Shit's Creek where you're like, how do you fold cheese? That have you not seen Shit's Creek? All right, never no, mind. You tried right. watching it. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Fold about a third of the egg whites into the lemon mixture, like that batter. Care, taking care not to deflate the whites, so you can fold it using that j turn um and when no white streaks remain fold in the remaining whites i think i did 
now that I'm reading this again, I think I did thirds, like third, third, third. Like I did. Maybe that's why. Yeah, it it is kind of it's interesting because it's basically just like do a third. And then do two thirds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, um, but I'm, I'm sure it's fine doing it. Oh my god, it was delicious. Uh, yeah. You, I, you will be fine. Um, just make sure that the few white streaks re- remain because you don't want those to cook separately and not get incorporated because then you would have just like scrambled egg whites in your souffle and that would be kind of yucky. Okay, spoon the butter into the ramekins. So what you're going to be doing is you're going to you have the ramekins in a larger pot that can hold it and then. You put the butter, butter, batter, sorry, I keep saying butter, (laughs) batter into the ramekins, and then you pour in hot water into the larger pot so that they're swimming in this water bath. I do like halfway up. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it recommends, right? Mm -hmm. Um, About halfway up the sides of the ramekins, and then the higher the water level, the more pudding and less cake you'll have. Right. Uh, So where was the pan when you poured the water into it? Oh, in the oven. (laughs) Yeah, so that so that's what it says, right? Yeah. Transfer the pan, and I, for me, um, this was just one of those things where I'm like, yes, like I'm I'm following the instructions, but I, there's so much heat just kind of like escaping right now, yeah. and it's like, but you know, that's yeah, you're that is okay. What it, is. it is what it is. I mean, it, you kind of it's three fifty. It's not that hot. Like you're yeah. not really trying to get a crust on anything. So when yeah. you lower it and up, well, whatever, and the. And the reason you do it in the oven is because if you did it on like the stovetop or whatever, when you went to go transfer it, inevitably some of that water is going to splash up and get into your, your batter, batter and all hell's going to no. break loose. Right. So you don't that's want why, that. Yeah. It's funny. I think that people think of souffles as being this like crazy precious thing from the 90s. And so like, yes, like mm-hmm. they are particular. But this one, this yeah. guy pretty is like pretty forgiving. Yeah. You get the souffle top, you get the pudding bottom. Ooh, girl, <laughs> so good. Um, so you cook it for so bake until right the higher level. Okay, bake until the puddings are puddings are puffed and lightly browned on top, thirty-five to forty minutes. They will puff up and then sink. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. It'll be fine. It'll be totally fine. You're not gonna like crash a souffle. This isn't like that. So yeah, take her. Not to overbake, there or there won't be any pudding at the bottom. The pudding is great. The cake is great. Make sure there's pudding. Um, transfer the ramekins from the pan to a rack to cool for at least fifteen minutes before serving. Um, so I had to do like yeah, what she suggested, where I had like tongs and a, a yeah. mitt and kind of transferred it over. But it was yeah, good little setup. A lot of ramekins have like a little bit of an outer lip, you know. Yeah. Which incidentally, when you're buttering, like you want to make sure that you kind of get all of exactly. that because makes it easier to, to get stuff out. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so the, the tongue oven mitt combination worked, worked really perfectly. And then as the cake bakes, mix raspberries and a few pinches of sugar in a bowl, ma- mashing the raspberries slightly to release their juices. Let the ma- raspberries macerate until the sugar melts. That was a great word. Macerate. Mm-hmm. I, I did it for like, I, I don't even remember. I think Carol, my sister-in-law helped me. Like she was just like, set them to the side. I think it was probably longer, but it was great. Yeah, having yeah like mine was syrup. definitely longer. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I mean, I kind of think that you could make this reminds me of like we there's a restaurant in New York that Ben and I went to like we stumbled upon I think it's in Tribeca and we we went there like twice in one weekend because we loved it so much and they had la- mm-hmm. lemon ricotta pancakes with a blueberry compote and it's they serve it with lemon curd. 
Nice. And like, I when the first bite, I was like, oh, I'm like transported back to Lu- <laughs> Lupo Verde. Um, or the Laconda Verde. Laconda Verde, not Lupo Verde. That's in DC. Laconda Verde. Um, and they, um, yeah, no, it was like that kind of that, tra- you, I just got like sense memory transported back to New York City. And it like, the blueberry, the like, you could make like mm-hmm. a compote. You could put like a creme fraiche little dollop on top. You could have powdered sugar on top for like beauty. You, you don't yeah, need yeah. it for the flavor. Like you can go, you can have as much fun as you want. You can put whipped cream on it. Have I sent you the recipe I use for the lemon ricotta pancakes? No, please send me. Okay, yeah, they're in, my father-in-law actually sent it to me. Oh my god! Um, and because he was like, "These are incredible," and I made it, and they were so so good. Oh my god, I can't like, wait! Because in Argentina we had ricotta, but it wasn't. It was just the curd. It wasn't yeah. wet, and so I'd always have to like add milk to it or add yogurt to like get it back to the consistency that I could use from an American recipe, because it, it was very um, curd curdy like cheese yeah 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 this recipe is is absolutely incredible awesome oh my god i can't wait oh yay oh my god i can't wait maybe those snacks maybe we need to do a breakfast someday (laughs) we We yeah we we should do or those biscuits i mean yeah honestly those biscuits are just so so good okay um blah 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 serve the cakes warmer at room temp or fridge cold or frozen or whatever (laughs) just just eat eat them them as much as you want um okay give me your rating so i mean so flavor it was it was a five yes it's it's really really delicious i mean especially for me just because it's not like overly sweet it's very Mm -hmm. refreshing and just vibrant and and um if you like bottom line if if you like lemon, if you, you know, yeah. some people don't, right? So if you like lemon, I think you're going to really love this. If you don't like lemon, don't make it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like yeah. You're, you're just not going to enjoy it. Um, the, again, the, this, the using seasonal fruit, I think for the top, uh, is, Huge. is probably going to enhance, you know, the, the overall experience. So I, I definitely want to try this with blueberries. Um, with ease, uh, I mean, it's, it's, pretty darn easy you know mm-hmm. it, it takes a little while right Cause, but a lot of that it's an active time you know it's between the the baking and the cooling you're adding almost an hour um you know of, of, of kind of cook time but mm-hmm. it's not not too big of a deal um i mean there is some kind of like you know not special techniques but again like folding is you know to be a little bit you know precise and putting the water in yeah. and stuff so i would say a 4.5 like yeah you know it's nothing too arduous in any way um Mm -hmm. uh you know so it's it's well worth the time i think um approachability i would say also is is kind of a 4.5 yeah you know you do need you do need ramekins or something that of that ilk like to to kind of make this work um i think i think she says you could do it in like a bigger like baking dish or something some of the comments said that and they're like i've been making it in one of those like casserole like those pyrex kind of tall casserole things i think that would be great it's just you're gonna dip you're gonna have more of a of a crash yeah the cook time might be a little off maybe not though i think that you can but because you and i have made it in total (laughs) combined three times and you're gonna make it again i think it is so much more reliable yeah these. I, I personally haven't tested it so so if anyone's curious maybe i'll try it in what i have and then let you know i, People use I have muffin tins like and then you put the muffin tin inside of a bigger thing yeah i could see that and i i mean yeah. i have uh it's basically what i used for my my extra chicken pot pie right yes, that's it's exactly like this what I'm little thinking. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, and so because i only have four ramekins and so oh. 
I, I'm probably going to, when I make this the next time, I'm going to do yeah. four, you know, the ramekins and then try those little things oh just to see how it works. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, approachability, I think, is 4.5 just because, like, you need a little bit of a specialty item. Mm-hmm. Um, and then repeatability, I think, is a five. You know, I, yep. I already have plans. Um, I have friend, we're trying to make plans for friends to come over for some backyard drinks in June, you know, and in my head, awesome. I was, I was just like, I was like, oh, it would be really great to make, um, this because it's again it's such a summery like outdoor mm-hmm. you know delight delicious little treat and so and it's actually uh, pretty scalable yeah yeah like, very much it's so. cool and and it's not it's it's a crowd pleaser it's impressive but it's not and it's too, light it's it's, it's light not, yeah, you're not gonna but, leave a, a party being like oh my god i just ate yeah. so much cheesecake or uh, like, I, have, I have swelly belly uh, i have swelly yeah. belly <laughs> so. my saucy pud <laughs> <laughs> so overall that's a 19 yeah so my i was gonna have i had the exact same rating Exact same because I think I for all that everything that you said I think it is I'm very excited to make this again and be creative about it. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the other thing I think the creativity part is you know like it lends itself especially with those toppings like you can do some some fun little things for sure. Um, cool. Well, I I love Melissa Clark. I can't wait to try more of her stuff. No, I'm really glad I did. Yeah, me too. I want to check out some of, some of the stuff that she has. Yeah, she's got to. <laughs> I just stuff. just need to have the San Juan uh, uh, Daily <laughs> oh my Star. God. What is it? Yeah, just keep on publishing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, don't I don't want us to get in trouble. <laughs> um, okay, so next we're pivoting to someone that you probably have heard of, um, Padma Lakshmi. Yeah. So she's the host of Top Chef and is a very prolific chef um, in her own right. And I think she her food just looks incredible. I've never actually made anything from hers. So we're going to try and do two. It's almost two and a half, right? Because so Oh, my God. If if you go to her her website and just yeah. <laughs> look through her recipes, I, I spent like an afternoon doing this. And I want to make... Everything? I mean, almost everything on here. Like... And so I, when we were trying to think about um, recipes to do, I had sent you one recipe from her that I'm 100% gonna gonna make. Like I'm looking at it right now. It. So it's oh, the uh, it's the pork chili verde. Yeah. And so it go. looks incredible to me. Um, and then you had had proposed two of the recipes that I also was thinking about. And so um, we're gonna go with those two because the nice thing is they they pair really yeah. well. I mean, kind of tackle a little bit more. Um, and so the, the one recipe, the samosas that like in the image, there's a beautiful little dipping sauce, oh right? God, and know. it looks so, so good. I mean, you, you could lure me into a trap with like a green dipping sauce, uh, <laughs> like, like a spicy, you know, I, I just easily will follow that trail. And so I just don't understand. I'm having such a hard time. Cause that, so I messaged her and I was like, so, I mean, I did my whole spiel and was like, I'm mm-hmm. not a creeper. Like, we do this <laughs> podcast and we want to hear your insights and blah, blah, mm-hmm. If you have any thoughts on this recipe, we'd love to hear them. If you want to join the conversation even better, like whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I just gave, gave her lots of options and then was like, P.S. What is that dipping sauce in your Balinese curried samosa recipe? Because we, I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking like, that's a cilantro chutney that is very yeah. traditionally paired with, but I can't find a recipe she has coconut chutney recipes but she doesn't have a cilantro a green except for this tomatillo sauce and i'm like what is it so yeah so 
what we'll do is the you essentially for the the pork chili verde, which is a separate recipe that I'm going to make on my own. But um, <laughs> you you make a, a tomatillo salsa. You basically make um, a salsa verde, right? And the ingredients are pretty traditional for um, for a, a salsa verde, and it it looks really delicious and sounds really good. And she even notes in the in that recipe, yeah. Because you're using this as part of a bigger dish, but she's, you know, she basically says, side note, this makes a great salsa verde sauce on its own. You may want to buy double the ingredients and use the extra as a dipping sauce for other savory treats. So, <laughs> like a Balinese curry samosa. Yeah. And so, so since yeah. this looks so good, I think, I think what I'm going to end up doing is kind of exactly what she said, where I'm going to make that recipe, the pork jelly, right? Yeah. And then double the, the salsa part and use it for the samosas because yeah. it looks incredible. Yeah. So we'll have the samosas, we'll have that dipping sauce, and then what else are we doing? Um, if the rice, if we want to, but we don't, we might not need to. Okay. Um, I mean, we'll, right we'll, there. yeah. It looks um, good. The madras lemon rice. Yeah. Um Ben was like, two rice, two lemons, two lemons in a row. Yeah. Like, How dare us? Yeah. Um, and Siri, I mean, just go through her website. Yeah. Like, um, it's beautiful. I mean, so, so much on there looks so 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 incredible. Yeah. <laughs> The, the mac and cheese with pickled jalapenos, the crispy chicken thighs and creamy polenta, the shepherd's pie. Um, oh, the, there's a mushroom and goat cheese flautas that looked yeah. – I was like, oh, this could be perfect. And then when you read the ingredients, there's no goat cheese. <gasps> they use feta and ricotta and there's no – so I'm so confused. Is um, it? Is it a c- conspiracy? <laughs> I, I don't think so because there's no like, oh, here, click here for the real no, recipe. No, no. Yeah, no. Um but yeah, because I was like, ooh, mushroom and goat cheese could be really good. Mm. And then I saw the ricotta. I was like, ooh, even better, like some nice texture there. But then it's it's feta, so <laughs> which also could could be great. But yeah. so I might I might make those and do half goat, half feta. Yeah, try it um, out. Just to see like wh- where the mistake might have been or which might have been better. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Me too. This will be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, bye, friends. Bye. I guess send it, send us your feedback and everything. Like and subscribe, smash the like button. You know, do mm. do what you gotta do. Eat well, <laughs> eat well, and don't forget to preheat your oven. Wait, I had it. Um. Oh my god, my SEO was just. <laughs> embarrassed to even say this out loud. I was like pudding. No wait, pudding British. Why? <laughs> <laughs> pudding British. Why? <laughs>